0: There is this wonderful myth some people tell. The story of progress. The mythical idea that everyone is moving forward. That we as a society know things now that we did not know in the past. Even in Amilta, people look at the war and turmoil of the ages before the Cataclysm and tell themselves they are wiser than their forebears. There has always been knowledge and there has always been wisdom. Just because we are now and they are then does not mean our forebears were any more foolish than we are. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I am your host, your king, the arbiter of all that is reasonable and logical. It's me, Cat. Hi. Hi, Kat. Hi, Kirsten. Hi, everybody.
1: Hello, Kat. I guess everyone's
0: doing it. Hi, Kat. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) In reverse order this time. Oh. Kathleen. Hello. Kathleen is with us. Hi there. We have Nick.
2: Hi, everybody. We're going backwards to mess with Kirsten, I guess.
0: I wasn't going to call it out as such. I was just going to let it happen. Speaking of call-out posts, Bill is here. Rude. Hi. Rude. You're rude. I know. Yeah.
3: There's a layer of dust on this fan in front of me, and I really want to knock it off, but it's going to get all over my microphone. <laughs> oh,
1: no, no,
0: no going hate that. it if that happens. No, don't do that, Bill. And finally, last but certainly not least, we have Kirsten.
4: Hi. I actually waited instead of barging in to the room like so proud. I normally do. (laughs) So proud of you. I'm learning. (laughs) Well, mm, well, mm. kind of. Uh,
0: We'll see.
2: We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how everything shakes out.
0: (laughs) previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party saved the village of Pavilion in the middle of the night while everyone was sleeping as a cloud of hallucinogenic pollen began drifting toward it. With some th- quick thinking and some very ambitious spellcasting, they managed to turn the pollen cloud back up the mountain. And then they ducked into Pavilion for a night's rest. There is a lovely hotel in Pavilion. Not much else except for a great stone amphitheater. And as the party wakes up this morning, they can faintly hear the sounds of people rehearsing in this great stone amphitheater. It is early in the day.
4: What is everybody thinking? Um, how late did we get to the rooms? So late. So late? Okay.
0: So late, buddy.
4: If it's early in the morning, Penelope probably is not up yet.
2: Cobb is thinking, like, time to go get breakfast and then, I I don't know, maybe go listen to rehearsals. That would be fun, right? Yeah. Cobb likes performing in performances. He'd be down. Yeah.
0: So Cobb's going to grab himself a breakfast and perch himself in the early morning light on the stone benches surrounding this ancient amphitheater?
2: Yeah, that sounds like a good morning. Actually, it does sound like a pretty good morning, if you ask me. Yeah, that sounds really nice. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess Tissa will join. I think that she is feeling very bleary this morning, just between a very long, very rough night and, like, probably some exposure to the Bat Belt pollen, despite everyone's best efforts.
0: Like, yeah.
1: It was kind of everywhere.
0: Everyone in the party does have kind of a cottony feeling in their thoughts and in their head. It's not unpleasant. It's not full-blown hangover, but it is.
2: No thoughts, head empty. (laughs) No thoughts, head full of bats.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Head full of bats and like, oh, you're really aware of kind of the textures of everything right now.
4: And the frequencies certain things can have. Just like, yeah, huh.
0: so my question because we haven't established this about our our new friend Cecile, but is he an early riser?
3: Yes, absolutely he is.
0: Okay, so what's Cecile up to?
3: I do want to join uh Cobb and Tissa out there, but I want to if I'm recalling last time we got uh we got four rooms, but it wasn't four in a row. there was one in between. And I'm a little concerned about where all these people's friends ran off with my daughter. Um, And just on a hunch, I'm not going to go to the front desk. I just want to, I think we had like rooms three, five, six, seven or something like that. Uh, I just want to knock on door four. Um, However early in the morning I wake up, probably rudely and waking up either a stranger (laughs) or somebody I know. But I'm just walking to the hallway and, and smack on the door. Yeah.
0: You hear a completely unfamiliar voice calling, what? Um, um, My mistake.
3: And I do want to pop by the desk, and if someone's there, uh, ask a Well, is someone there?
0: (laughs) Yes. Cool. Somebody is at the desk, absolutely.
3: I should have asked this last night, but you haven't seen a girl, uh, late teens, looks a lot like me just without the mustache or the scars or the uh, jowls or— She doesn't look a lot like me, but more just straight black hair and, uh, sort of a larger nose. Oh. Would have come by just before we did.
0: She was traveling with some other kids, right? She was. Oh. Yeah, they stopped by, uh, briefly to grab some supplies yesterday. And left
3: already, I take it.
0: Oh, yeah. They, um... Goodness! It was yesterday afternoon. I want to say. Any idea where they were going? One of them said something about some flowers. I think. Heck. Seemed real excited about it.
3: You've been a tremendous help. Thank you. Uh, Coffee? There no, is no. it. Just. Gratis. Oh, please! Yeah, mm. go ahead. Help yourself. Yeah, and I grab some. Then I walk out to the amphitheater as well.
0: The actors are uh, the actors are rehearsing a climactic fight scene in the old epic tradition. One of them is clearly portraying some kind of helpless love interest and is gasping <laughs> quite theatrically with both hands held up to the face. The other two are engaged in some acts of daring do with some prop swords and. Very, very slowly, with the help of their patient director, they are working through an elaborate fight choreography.
3: Uh, having wasted some time, I imagine I get there after Tiss and Cobb, and I sit down behind the two of them.
2: Yeah. What's going on here? <clears throat> oh, morning, Cecile. I've never seen this one before, so I'm just I'm just trying to follow along.
0: And the actors take one step toward one another, and they brandish their prop swords. And then the director stops them and steps between them and manually reaches in and adjusts their arms. They take a step together to the right, and the swords clack against each other loudly. Very loudly. They're prop swords, but you can hear them from here.
2: Ah,
3: that takes me back. How'd you sleep? Oh, myself just fine. I was rather exhausted. Yourself?
2: Pretty good, actually. Pretty good. The beds here are fairly comfortable. And uh, I was certainly out of it enough to uh, just completely pass out, so can't complain.
3: Are you still feeling any, uh,
2: tinglys? Yeah, a little bit, but I think it'll pass, so
1: I'm not worried about it. Tissa sort of scratches her head a little bit.
2: Wouldn't it? be bad for your elbow like that oh yeah they should probably pull the elbow in a little bit but yeah they're they're doing great you know Mm. just just learning
3: Mm. mr cobb are you familiar with faking
2: a fight like this well i'm familiar enough with having fights like that that i could probably fake it fairly well well put up or shut up yeah, Nick. <laughs> well, you want me to just go up there and interrupt the director? Oh, of course
3: I do. I think it would be a riot and a half.
2: <laughs> <sighs> all right, all right, all right. I'll be the entertainment for everybody. And Cobb kind of like, I guess hands Tissa probably his jacket that he's just kind of been draping off of him like a blanket and walks over to the director to be like, Hey, I, I noticed uh, I noticed your actors are having a little bit of an issue. Um, I think I can give you a hand on that one.
0: And she frowns, a kind of like tight little frown, looks you up and down, notices you are carrying no less
2: than three <laughs> swords. <laughs> well, not on him at the moment, but Cobb is definitely covered in little tiny scars that are very obviously this is what a swordsman looks like.
3: Right All right, he told us you all looked like
2: buffoons. I did not <laughs> I did not. anyways, here's a, I got a couple of, of quick tips that I can get for you here. Um, y- you there with the feather in your hat. It, c- come here, follow my lead.
0: Yeah and one of the actors obediently scurries over after looking at the director and she gives a brisk
2: wave. To say hurry up, come on. Yeah, so so you want to keep keep your feet that far apart, and Cobb's kind of like mimicking what he you know wants them to do. And and keep your elbow in and make sure that you're looking at them because if you you know no, look look there. Yep, there you go. And then move forward with your whole thing and yep, there see perfect. And and you there, the other one, come here. All right, all right. And she looks at the director. The director waves her over. So you're on the back foot here. So, what you want to do is lean back this way, but not, you don't want to lean too far back. Lean like onto your back leg. Yeah, there you go. And hold the blade up. I guess it's not really a blade, but hold the sword up, you know, there you go, at that angle. And yeah, you want the elbow up. And f- there you go. Perfect. Now, try the set again like that. Let's go.
0: Right. And the actors set back to work with their clacking of swords and their slightly more attention to footwork than before. There you go. See how much
2: better that flows? What kind of role do you think this is? No idea. Probably probably adaptability melee weapons, seeing as Cobb is being cajoled into doing this when he just kind of wants to drink coffee. I like that.
0: Yeah, uh, this is an unusual application of Cobb's melee
2: gifts. Drop me some dice. That is two successes.
0: Oh, yeah, two successes is plenty. The actors are significantly improved, at least as far as you can tell. Nothing that will cause them to injure themselves if they had real swords. You can still see them hesitating as they work their way through the choreography, because at this point in their preparations, they're not quite ready to actually just swing at each other.
2: Yeah, you'll get you'll get better with just with keeping at it. You'll probably be feeling a lot more comfortable with this by the end of the morning, so just keep going and thanks for humoring an old uh an old sailor. And Cobb kind of like raises his coffee cup in a little salute and heads back over to the group.
0: Thanks for the help, the director says, in a perfectly normal, neutral tone of voice. That you can hear from the bleachers. (laughs) In fact, you can hear everything from the bleachers. You can hear the shuffling of their feet.
2: Impressive theater this is, don't you think?
0: Mm
2: -hmm. As Cobb sits back down next to Tissa and Cecile.
0: And Canil sets in. Yeah. The old stone amphitheaters are known for their acoustics. They say this place was built before the cataclysm.
2: Wow. That's,
0: uh... And they settle in next to Cecile.
4: I think that uh, if it's kind of a decent enough time in the morning, Penelope may have oh. woken yep. up and grabbed breakfast with him. And okay. she's also like settles in to the amphitheater with the some toast kind of still sticking out of her mouth, finishing it off.
2: I'm just imagining it's a little early for Penelope, so she is rocking the, like, the impressive bedhead.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, you know, a decent enough time in the morning, but still a bit on the early side for Penelope.
3: (laughs) It's the running after the school bus toast in her mouth. Mm
4: -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh, I see we're finally up. Here, sit down.
4: Mm, Thank you. What you guys watching?
2: Oh, they're practicing for a play of some sort. I don't recognize the uh, the play, but I recognize the setup as much. There's plenty of plays like this, but this one, I don't don't quite know the specifics. It's a lot of fun regardless, though.
4: Hmm. And, and you were saying this was built before the Cataclysm? Yeah. Oh. How did it survive?
0: Well, a lot of things on the Coral Coast are pre-Cataclysm. Uh, the the mountains aren't very high, but high enough to hold back most of it.
4: Oh, hmm. Penelope kind of thinks thoughtfully and takes another bite of her toast, and just kind of squints her eyes and starts continues to watch the players on the stage. That's uh,
0: why I moved to the Coral Coast as a historian. Uh, it's it's very easy to to study pre cataclysmic history here. Ooh, easier than. Uh, in the interior.
2: Easier and safer. Mm. And Cobb kind of, I guess, probably scratches at one of the many, many tiny scars left over from getting bit by a horror.
0: Yeah. And Canelo opens their notebook and it is just absolutely filled with feverish chicken scratch. Oh. Like, It looks like a prop you would see in a survival horror game.
2: (laughs) You've been busy.
0: Couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep.
2: So how long have you been awake then? No idea. I genuinely have no clue. And are you sure the pollen is the only thing that has happened to you? Fairly. Well, would you like some more coffee? You
0: know, that sounds great. I'm going to be right back. Anybody else want anything? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll have more toast. <laughs> more toast. Right.
4: Thank you.
3: I'll go with you. And I'd like to um, sort of stop him and just, like, give him a once-over. Uh, and with a sensitivity medicine, just see if I recognize any, like, either remaining symptoms of the pollen or something else going on with them. And I yeah. got... Uh, One success, one edge.
0: One success will be enough to tell you that this person is uh pretty sleep deprived. Okay. They don't seem to be experiencing any like physical side effects. They seem very lucid. The pupils are in the doing all the right things the that right eyeballs place. are supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah.
2: The right size.
0: The eyeballs aren't doing anything weird. Canil seems uh weirdly energetic like... Has got a second wind and is going to crash imminently?
3: Yeah, that like, I've been up so long that I'm punchy. Yeah,
0: yeah that's yeah. definitely the vibe.
3: <laughs> canil I can't help but bring up that it was, well, tremendously stupid of you to go out there alone. What the
0: hell were you thinking? <laughs> hadn't thought I'd encounter so many. Regardless. Hadn't, hadn't thought they even grew like that. But now I understand.
3: You know, the land is not one to stick to any given map. And Mm. there are animals and things that can... Look here. And I point to some scar of just like a burn or something. That was just an accident. That was... uh, No, no, no. That was just leaning on the stove. You can get hurt wherever. (laughs) Being out in the woods is, well, a sure place to get killed, not just burned by a stove.
0: You're right. I should have taken a guide with me. I got too excited.
3: Well, if I could suggest you've found quite a few. Yes.
0: Don't run too far? No, I I won't. I won't. Uh, I'm just about ready to return to the university. I mean, I've... Uh, I wouldn't say I've concluded my research, but I've uh, come quite close to it, so... And what would conclusion look like? I have papers to write. You see, you see.
3: I promise I don't.
0: Not literally. Not right now. Perhaps not literally at all. (laughs) But when I was in the grip of the pollen, as it were, as it were, had the most startling revelation that is to say my notes language has evolved <laughs> and they just start gest- gesticulating wildly language has evolved, language is always evolving the language that our forebears 200 years ago spoke very little resembles the language that we speak today mutually intelligible with a great deal of effort Um, probably we assume based on sources. However, however, because the sources read that it could not be cultivated, we assumed it meant it could not be cultivated. And they're pouring coffee and getting coffee on their finger and thumb and kind of shaking it off, <laughs> pouring another coffee because they're pretty sure they remember Cobb asking for another one. Not sure distracted. Toast? Right. Toast. I'll get it. Right. Well, the thing is, the word that we now imagine as could has not always been could. It has in the past also been should. Those words being separate is a recent invention.
3: Well, that's quite troubling. Isn't it? You said you just thought about this wall under the influence.
0: No, that's not what I learned at all.
3: (laughs) You've lost me entirely.
0: Okay, all right. So, language has changed. (laughs) And the old sources say that they could not cultivate it. However, what the old sources meant was that they must not. Because it is... Aware. It is intelligent, this plant. That explains at least half of these these rituals we are trying to piece together. There is mention in them, of, um, ah, shit, my hand. Sorry, the coffee. Um, how many coffees were we bringing back?
3: Fewer than eight. Why do you keep doing this?
0: This is a lot of coffee, I'm starting to realize.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I grabbed like half of them and put them over on the front table. All right. We've pre-poured them for everyone else. Hope you don't mind. What good guests, we are. You got the toast, right? There was supposed to be toast. It's on a plate right in front of you. Can you see me right now?
0: No, yes, sorry. It's just that these rituals make mention of, these rituals are, are, they're martial, they're warlike rituals. And for the longest time, we wondered if they were part of the martial tradition of pre-cataclysmic society here on the Coral Coast. But... They mentioned that these rituals involved the facing of an adversary, the the defeat of an adversary. And I think that adversary is the Bat Bell itself.
3: Are you proposing we should bring them to extinction?
0: Oh, heavens no, absolutely not. I'm just saying what I'm going to be writing a paper about when I get back. And then they walk out with the coffees.
3: (laughs) What if one was to... Hmm... All right, I follow enough behind that I'm just sort of in my own thoughts, which it sounds like they are as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they go back, like, this is what happens. This is what happens when you don't work closely enough with the faculty of linguistics. Oh, my goodness. I need to tell my cousin this. I need to tell my cousin this imminently. Goodness. She'll be livid. She'll be mad as a hornet. So try and skin me. It will be hilarious. And they should start passing out coffees.
2: Um, Th- Thank you. Cecile, what are, they, what are they talking about? The history of language.
3: Here's your toast. It appears the difference between could and should is a more recent split. And. Mm hmm. Well, if you want to say it yourself, go ahead.
1: No, what does oh, oh, Tissa's eyes go really wide. Well, does that and like grabs one of her notebooks and like starts paging back like what is like months and months ago now. What, when does Hector speak then? Oh my goodness. And she's just muttering to herself at this point, When does Hector speak? Noon, I thought, Tissa. Um, at noon, yes, also, but um the 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 record goes back really, really far, um and language has evolved, but hector has the the record goes back so far, and did did the language evolve as he was speaking it, or is it the same language the whole time? Is it a language? Is it just um?
2: I think it's a language. You know, I never thought about it that way. And Cobb just kind of takes a sip of his coffee and tries to look thoughtful. He <laughs> mostly looks sleepy. Tissa yeah. sort of, like, starts,
1: like, paging through again and, like, manages to half-shuffle off Cobb's coat, which she has put on, if Cobb hasn't taken it back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Cobb was letting Tissa use it as a blanket.
4: Who's who's your cousin?
0: Hmm? Huh? Oh, my cousin works in the neurology department. Oh. She'll be livid when I tell her.
2: Okay, so your cousin is going to be very mad. That could used to mean should.
0: Oh, no, no. Uh, the people of this area used to believe that the Bat Bell were uh, had an intelligence and it was malevolent in nature. It was their adversary. Does, does it?
2: So they're... Evil flowers.
0: You must have noticed it when we encountered that fog last night. Maybe you didn't breathe as much of it as I did.
2: I mean, I'm not unfamiliar with unusual and anthropomorphized weather patterns, but I don't know if that was one of them. I think that was just (laughs) wind coming off of the hills. Mm. Um,
3: I'm sitting down next to Penelope, and I think I put the toast down in front of us, um, and (laughs) <laughs> I want to uh, take my cup of coffee and just start pouring it on the toast. Um, and as it sort of like uh, cascades over it, uh, it's just coffee cake.
1: Um...
4: <laughs> oh. Penelope starts doing the same thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, that one's for you. Uh, who's Hector?
1: Wondering Hector. All the way out in the desert. He's who I went to see. Like you went to see Shafing? No, sure, of course. I just
3: you talk to him regularly.
1: Um, he talks to me. Um, um, he he's telling a story to. Well, no, he started talking to me before I saw him. He's telling a story though, and and you see here, this is what he was talking about four moons ago. And there's that same should there. Mm.
3: And I'm chewing on the coffee cake. So, seems like we should and could take all of the Bat Bell and then it's ours. (laughs) And regardless of history, it doesn't change where we get to today.
2: Well, I think maybe a more important thing to think about is if these are evil flowers, your daughter is out there going to get them. And that's why I want to get all of them as soon as possible. Agreed.
1: Oh, yeah. Them. Yeah. That's all Tissa has. (laughs) (laughs) It's the patented Tissa trail off. (laughs) Well...
4: Do, Do we have to go back?
2: We should probably prepare a little more strenuously if we're going to go back. Um, Eye and breathing protection, a definite must. Mm. Activated charcoal masks, if nothing else. Uh, I don't know if I have, do we have enough money in the coffers for goggles? Those are expensive. Oh, glass. Yeah, I think, and Cobb just kind of like starts grumbling about money. So would know. Sot would know, actually. How, Penelope, can you do me a very big favor? Yeah. Uh, Can you hop on Pollyanna and go check with Sot and see if you can't get some funds from our quartermaster to get us some goggles? Uh, Because I don't want to get this stuff in my eyes again. It didn't go well last time.
4: Yeah, I'll I'll start gathering some supplies. I'll check in with Mr. Sot and um, I'll be back catch you all real soon
1: um cat what are the spell pieces anymore
0: what are the spell pieces in the town of Pavilion that's a good question how dare you ask it of me well
1: so specifically <laughs> the reason that I have the temerity to ask you this question is that we don't have ether tie anymore because like it didn't quite fit and I'd never successfully used it but I still really want to Mm. so what I really want to do is cast ether tie again only it's finding in some way
0: okay I think in pavilion the spell pieces are sound voice people ancient and safe
1: how do you feel about safe finding to help guide Penelope back to us in case we end up wandering somewhere?
0: Oh Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to just like, uh, let's see. Spend one scatter, and Penelope will know for sure where the party is at all times until you're reunited. Mm-hmm. Spend two scatter and it will go both ways.
1: Let's go one way. Okay. Because that might be more difficult. Dramatically interesting at some point. Who
2: knows? Who knoweth? Also, who knows how much scatter we're going to have to use out there in the field?
0: (laughs) I wouldn't do anything horrible. What (laughs) makes you think I would do anything horrible?
2: No, of course not.
0: Yeah, so what
1: Tissa does is stands up while Penelope is still sitting down, which makes it one of the only situations where Tissa is taller than Penelope and yeah, I guess just sort of touches herself on the forehead and then touches Penelope on the shoulder and there is a brief kicking up of a tiny little breeze um, in case you need to find us if we're not here.
4: Oh, thanks. Mm. Yeah, it's a good idea. I'll uh it's good to keep a tie to everyone. Thanks, Tissa.
2: Yeah, you should be able to find uh pretty decent goggles over there in Hushwave. Anything that close to sand that uses that many floaters for fishing probably has pretty good glass blowers there.
4: Alright. But I'll be us kind of a little wave and I'll be back as soon as I can.
0: All right. So Penelope and Pollyanna take to the sky and fly back to them. It's a pretty quick hop back to Hushwave City. Back toward the ocean and the sound of seagulls and the sight of boats, including the ironclad Westbreaker bobbing placidly in the harbor. There are people enjoying their breakfast out on the salt and pepper colored beach. And the city is just beginning to wake up. Where are you headed?
4: First, Penelope is going to check in real quick with Sot and the boat, gather up a few things, and then get some goggles from the city. Okay. Yeah, I think that's about it.
0: Penelope and Pollyanna land with their cloven hoofs on the deck of the Westbreaker. It is creaking and swaying. The gulls find it fascinating indeed. And already, Sot and Gideon are awake, both of them sitting near the gunwale with their fishing lines cast in the ocean.
4: Oh, hey. Uh, morning. How you both doing? Great, thank you. Good, good to hear. I hope you have slept well and... Hey, Penelope,
0: what's up? You're making the face you make when something's up, is the thing. Uh,
4: I am, aren't I? Mm-hmm. It looks like we might need to go back to that field of flowers. To what? Oh, yes. There's these flowers that have pollen. Um, they're important for like medical and also like ritual uh, reasons, and they have hallucinogenic properties. But there's also a researcher told us that there was some language difference that now, when looking back over the old texts, leads to believe that, uh, that they might be conscious or something. And we need to go back to the field and figure this out. Oh. Um, so I just came by to check in and I'm going to have to gather some supplies. Mm.
0: You said it was a demon. Uh, Yeah, well, could have been anything. And Sot kind of folds his arms.
2: (laughs) It's okay, Sot. Evil flower was not on my bingo card either.
4: (laughs) 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 Hmm. Mr. Sot?
0: Oh, yeah?
4: Would you mind checking through our books? Uh, We might need to to use some of our funds. going to get the, the good goggles and face coverings.
0: Oh, yeah. Any idea how much it'll cost?
4: Um, I have no clue.
2: Penelope doesn't have finances, does she?
1: None of us have
2: finances. (laughs) I don't think any of us do, which is why Sod. I think this is why Sod is the quartermaster.
0: Yeah. The reason that an eight year old is your quartermaster (laughs) is because you're all bad at math. I
4: think Penelope will make a. Pure understanding rule maybe
0: <clears throat>
4: Oh actually two successes. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah you have a ballpark figure for Sot and he kinda nods and yeah, yeah, there's uh there's enough, yeah. Let me go get some. And he Thanks. hands Gideon in his fishing rod and heads down to where the lockbox is kept so we can come back with a purse full of money.
4: Thanks. Um, I'll be back once we've figured out this flower thing. Um, Anything you want me to relay to the rest of the team or anything I can pick up since I'm heading for provisions and such? Mm.
0: Here's the problem I'm having, Penelope. Yes. And Gideon kind of gets this, this little grin on her face. Do me a little favor? All right. Ask Tissa what it
4: means. Ask Tissa what it means. Please. All righty. Um, anything else to add to that? No, the less you say, the better. <laughs> All right. Um, t- 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 tissa takes uh, <laughs> Well. Wow. Uh, Penelope takes out her sketchbook and just write. Ask Tissa what it means. Alrighty. Great. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And Penelope jumps back on Polly and heads into town to...
0: Does the shopping?
4: Yeah. And by the time
0: Penelope gets back, it is a couple hours later, I imagine. It's probably pushing noon. Has the party just been watching the rehearsals till then?
2: Cobb probably went in and got extra cleaned up if he didn't already scrub all the pollen and stuff off of him and is getting ready for another day hiking and finding Rada and Fulquin and Daybreak. And, uh, not Ingrid. No, not Ingrid. Just, Isabella, right? Yes. That, yeah, that's right, Isabella. My daughter?
0: Yeah. Alright. What is Cecile doing while we wait for Penelope to get back? I want to lean
3: into either my family or my obsession and no, I'll go with obsession. And I want to, um, look for a much bigger container that I can try to hold all the pollen I'm planning on, uh, harvesting with. Okay. Um, and what I'm thinking specifically is like one of those containers you put like beehives that you're harvesting into that are just like layer after layer of um, like a little container that has slots to pull the full um, hive into, and I would just be, like, unwrapping the flowers. So either finding or making something like that.
0: Okay, yeah, sounds good. I have two questions. The first is, what is Tissa doing? I think Tissa
1: continues to talk with Knill for a while before one of the two of them realizes that Knill has crashed.
0: <laughs> oh, Yeah. Just passes out midway through.
1: Yeah. And like, if she can't by herself proffer some assistance to get Knell back into her room. And then I think is going to also look for supplies or maybe do some like nearby foraging or that kind of thing.
0: Okay. So now my question is, is the party going to wait for Penelope, or is the party going to trust Tissa's spell to take Penelope back to them?
1: I mean, Tissa trusts her spell. Cobb trusts Tissa.
3: I trust Penelope after the spell we did together last night.
0: Aww. Okay, so you're all headed out early? All right. So the party makes their way out into the jungle. Where are you headed? Um, do we go back to the
1: field?
3: I think it's a good place to start.
2: Yeah, if they're looking for the bat bells, that is definitely where they'll find them. And I'm going to assume finding the largest uh, collection of them is probably also going to be the most findable. But then also, like, the where
1: did the cloud come from? That was uphill, and so there must be
2: more up that way, too. Better to follow the path we already know. Mm, mm. Yeah, we can keep going that way, and Cobb kind of looks into the looks into the air to see if he can spot Daybreak out there somewhere. No, it doesn't look like it. I don't know what they would look like. Maybe a cloud elk? They were hiding as one earlier, I think I remember. Tissa, so wasn't Daybreak hiding as a cloud elk earlier? Was that you saying that, or was that Penelope?
1: Um... We talked about whether it was some kind of nuts in the buns, I think. Right. Shall we go then? Yeah.
3: I can't imagine what you were speaking about,
2: but yes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. One, of the, one of the folks your daughter is with is a dragon. Every time you say something about her, I'm more concerned. Hey, here's a
0: question: Canel passed out. What are you doing with them? Did you just leave them over by the? Uh, <laughs> 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 just leave them at the
1: amphitheater,
0: just slumped over on the stone bench. Oh. No, I said
1: that, that Tissa either by herself or through getting help got Canel back into a ho- like a bed. I'm I'm sure Cobb okay. would help out with that. Yeah, in this case, I guess also Tissa will leave a note. And the note will probably go something like, you should sleep. We're going back to the jungle. Um, be safe. And she writes, um, I think.
0: (laughs) So I think the party makes its way into the jungle. Back toward the field of flowers, back toward the lava flats. Where you first found the ruins. And the horror panic. And, like a mental compass buried deep in her heart of hearts, Penelope follows Tissa's spell back to everyone else.
4: Hey guys! I, uh, here. Passes out supplies. And, oh, um, this is for you. Rips out the page, um... That she wrote the note on and passes it to Tissa.
1: (laughs) Tissa's eyes go really wide, and she just, like, stares off into the middle distance. Her posture slackens just slightly, and her weight sort of, like, shifts from one foot to the other.
2: And she's very deep in thought. Red, I, I appreciate it, but I think maybe, well... You know what, never mind, you did good, thank you very much And Cobb kind of looks up at everybody And the goggles are too small for him But he's still (laughs) wearing them anyways
4: Oh, um Sorry
2: That's okay, I should have mentioned that I've got a big head But uh, they still fit on me So let's go They look like very silly Little glasses on Cobb
3: Like Morpheus glasses But also stretched over your ears (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking kind of like the little Bato eyes from Ghost in the Shell, <laughs> Ooh. but in goggle form, and yeah, with a with a leather strap around his head.
0: And I think with that image, the image of our beautiful begoggled Cobble, I do believe it's memory time.
4: I like just. A overtired Camille pouring many cups of coffee.
3: Yeah, that was excellent. (laughs) Just
4: not quite aware of what's going on, but talking excitedly to themselves. And like. It was it was very good. I I could like (laughs) picture that clearly. I'm glad
3: yeah, mine is also Canil. It's Canil and Tissa sitting there until Canil just falls asleep talking, and then Tissa like not knowing what to do with the slumped over, talk themselves <laughs> into oblivion uh, while these people are still like the whole time just practice fighting in front of
2: them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was very really cute. Yeah, I-, I liked the morning show that everybody got to watch. That was a lot of fun.
4: Yeah. Can can I ask? When Camille slumped over, did Tissa kind of sit there and, as as people were passing by and she was looking for help, was she like, "Uh, "Um, uh,
1: (laughs) um, um, I'm sorry um, that um, um, this one uh, this one fell over and I can't carry them by myself." (laughs) This one stopped. Oh, good.
2: (laughs) Also, I have to say, I like evil flowers. I was not expecting evil flowers. <laughs> yeah, this is rad.
3: Oh, I'm glad. Well, and additionally it felt really natural as a lot of exposition, like coming from mm-hmm. Canil. Like it didn't feel forced. Um I think oh, it's really so well glad. done, Kat. Yeah, that was like, I was
0: worried about that.
3: You had to explain some yeah, some like in lore botany and it didn't come off as like uh botany.
1: <laughs> oh good. And I liked the little linguistic hook.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: I thought you would appreciate that it was like there were a couple of like little hooks and barbs and trolls designed specifically for me, Kathleen, and I appreciated that
0: yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. my my favorite future memory is the fallout from Gedeon's horrible prank. I enjoyed that, a
4: bunch. that again, was a- another really good visual moment of of Tissa just like looking at the paper, and it, it was good.
1: What does it mean?
0: For- oh?
4: It's a horrible prank to play on
0: disc. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for playing with me today, everyone. It was lovely. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm so glad you all had fun with me today. You can find us on Twitter at Peach Garden RPGs. You can also find us on the Heroic Discord. The link to that is in our Twitter bio. So if you can't find us on Twitter, it's a lead pipe cinch. You can't find us on Discord. Oh, speaking of discords, you should check out the Be Gay Roll Dice Network Discord, where our cool network friends hang out, and we hang out with them. Post pictures of each other's cats.
2: Do it. Everybody wants to see more pictures of cats.
0: So, um, I believe this is the part of the recording where we say thank you very much, listener. We love having you around.
2: Yeah, thanks for listening.
0: And I do believe we will catch you next time. Later. Bye. Catch you next time. Wait, wait. Uh, Where's Bill?
3: There's really no need to do this part because I'm nowhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's manners, (laughs) Bill.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you can find me, uh, not myself, but as other people, including Kat, along with me at Tales from the Tabletop. That's tfttpresents.com and tftt underscore presents on Twitter.
0: Wonderful. Now we say goodbye to listener. Bye, everybody.
4: Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, listeners. Be gay. Roll dice.
3: An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Come listen to Dice Roll, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet. We ask the hard questions like, is it morally acceptable to kiss a goblin? Is it cool to use spell slots to warm up leftovers? Would the gods be mad if I wrote slash fic about them? We're a group of four friends who play Pathfinder Second Edition every week and go on adventures like none other. We've just launched our brand new season, Extinction Curse, which follows the adventures of the Circus of Wayward Wonders, as they put on the greatest show in all of Galarian and uncover ancient secrets and long forgotten foes from a bygone era. If you like circuses, clowns, and a little bit of magic, come check us out and make sure that no matter what, you keep it rolling.